welcome in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I uh, hope you guys have been doing well. It's Monday morning, which means you're live with me, Mr. America, the Bearded Truth. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I am your neighborhood local libertarian, na- neighborhood friendly libertarian. <laughs> gotta gotta be sure that we're talking about the friendliness uh, that is. Um, thank you guys for coming in and spending some time with me. Um, I do do got to give a quick shout out to Muddy Waters Media for allowing me to use the platform to come out here and uh, spread my word to you guys, spread the truth, spread the beard, and uh, of course, spread the love. Um, so you guys got to follow them down there at muddywatersoffreedom.com. You can follow them on YouTube, on Twitter, on Periscope, on Facebook, and on Instagram. So they are all over the place. You can also check out all of the podcasts after the fact. Um, you can find those on iTunes, Google, uh, Stitcher, anywhere that you can get a podcast, you can find us at Muddy Waters of Freedom on there. So uh, lots of lots of good stuff there. So make sure you guys are following us over there. Um, as you guys can see, I did come back onto the normal or the uh, the original Periscope as well. So I brought back that one as well. Uh, I know some of you guys a little, little hesitant to follow me over there to Muddy Waters, and and so we'll try to we'll try to make this transition nice and easy. You'll still get me the beard. Um, I'll make it convenient for you at least, right? Um, <clears throat> make sure my volume is down. Um, but so we've got a lot to talk about. If you guys have not realized, if you guys haven't noticed, a lot of things going down right now. Uh oh. Uh oh. Can you guys see me? All right. Is this is this coming through? One moment, please. I might be might be starting this whole stream over in a second. I can't see any. I can see you guys inside. There we go. I'm seeing the comments now. Oh, I'm on Wi-Fi. If I get off the Wi-Fi, it works out a lot better. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could take that out in, uh, in post-production. Um, but thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys so much. I am Jason Lyon. Uh, got a lot to talk about tonight. You're good. Good. All right. We've got a lot to talk about. So as what we talked about on Friday night, we were expecting, or Mueller had already dropped off his report off to uh, Attorney General William Barr. And that meant that William Barr was going to get a synopsis. He was going to get a good summary, push it out there, and and uh, he's going to give a quick one, and then he's going to go and give a more thorough one. But, of course, the quick one caused so much controversy. Uh, heads were exploding, tears uh, still a-flowing. Uh, the left will never be the same. So we got we got to break open that huge case. There's so many different paths that we have to go down on that route. Uh, we also got to talk about the uh, the executive order that comes into effect tonight at midnight. That's right, boys and girls. If you maintain owning a bump stock tonight at midnight, you become a felon and you could face ten years in jail. So that's going to be. Uh, I, I guess that's really the whole conversation. Um, you got that to worry about. So if you guys got a bump stock, make sure you guys get rid of that. Uh, it's because my computer sucks up all the Wi-Fi. Thanks, babe. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about New Jersey. New Jersey made it into the news again. And we got to talk about Avenatti. Avenatti, my favorite my favorite crappy lawyer. My favorite just horrible, execrable uh, lawyer. Uh, he made it back into the news today. And, and, uh, so that's, that's going to be another fun conversation. We'll see where else, where else we can get into. Um, I'm, I'm hoping my back is going to be able to hold out for, for this entire thing. I did, uh, I threw it out pretty bad and, um, (laughs) 
it, it's it's taking some uh, taking some getting used to. So <clears throat> it, it's taking a lot out of me. Let me just say that. So when it comes to William Barr, William Barr dropped his letter yesterday, March 24th, and uh, he sent this off and made sure that everybody who was important that needed it got it. Um, and and so, of course, that letter made it to me. A um, couple key points in there. So on the very first page, the special counsel's report, on Friday, the special counsel uh, submitted to me a confidential report explaining the prosecution and uh, declination uh, decisions he has reached and required by 28 CFR uh, section 600.8 Charlie. This report is entitled Report on the Investigation into Russian Interference. Russian Interference, that was a whole entire uh, scope of the the first scope of what Robert Mueller was supposed to be doing with the special investigation. And this was a debrief of that. Uh, although my review is ongoing, I believe that it is in the public interest to describe the report and to summarize the principal conclusions reached by the special counsel and the results of his investigation. He goes on to explain who, what, or how this investigation came to its conclusion. In the report, the special counsel noted that in completing his investigation, he employed 19 lawyers who were assisted by a team of approximately four zero FBI agents and, and intelligence analysts or analysts, forensic accountants, and other professional staff. So we had about six zero people there. Uh, the special counsel issued more than 2,800 subpoenas, two 800 subpoenas, ex- uh, executed nearly 500 search warrants. They were all over the country checking out everything, uh, obtained more than 230 orders of communications records, um, issued almost five zero orders authorizing use of pen registers, and made 13 requests of foreign governments for evidence and interviewed approximately 500 witnesses. 500 witnesses. So they, they did a very thorough investigation. You know, taking a little over two years to do this, it would be, it would be uh, really short-sighted or really partisan to believe that this was not a thorough investigation. Um, but with all of that investigation, with everything... Um, that was that was concluded from Mueller. President Trump was exonerated. President Trump was exonerated that there was no collusion. There was no Russia and Trump collusion for the 2016 election. This has gotten so many people stirred up because President Trump came out and said this, and he, of course, in, in President Trump fashion, exaggerated a little bit and said that he was exonerated on everything. But no, he was exonerated on the idea that he did not collude. Him and none of his administration, nobody that worked around him, no one was was hit with the collusion with Russia in the 2016 election. So, and to quote the the letter, it said, The special counsel's investigation did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with Russia in its efforts to influence the 2016 U.S. presidential election. As the report states, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. Exonerated, right? President Trump had said, I believe it was like something like 34 times or, or 40 times 
since this investigation started that this was a witch hunt. He was exonerated on that. Um, where President Trump had gone a little bit further than than what what was laid out by William Barr was that he had said he was even exonerated, um, that there was no obstruction of justice. Now, in this report from Barr, um, basically the way that it had played out, the way that it unfolded was that Robert Mueller said, look, there's evidence for, there's evidence against, there's not enough to bring forth a case. And so I'm going to push it off onto you, William Barr. I'll give you the evidence. I'll give you both sides of the case. You can make the determination. And William Barr goes, all right, I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't see enough evidence there to to grant that uh, that case. Um, and to quote, to quote this, um, the special counsel states that while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it does not exonerate him. This has been taken by the left. This has been taken by the media, by lefties. This has been taken by the, the Hollywood um, folks as this does not exonerate him. So he's not exonerated at all. And it, it's just simply the, the gaslighting of, of what we've seen from the left where nothing is going to be acceptable. Nothing is going to be tolerated. Um, <laughs> JKD. Yes. The question, how many Russians does it take to cause Hillary to lose election? Zero. Absolutely zero. Um, yes. All right. And, and so this, this report was, was big and it was monumental in that way. Of course, like what I had read from the first paragraph or from the first page, this is still ongoing. We're still going to see more information come from this, but you can imagine. And, it, and if you could just close your eyes and you get real quiet and you, you, you stop everyone around you from moving and you, you just pull out your earbuds and you take a real, real, real good listen, you can still hear you can still hear the cries of all of those in the media. You can still hear Rachel Maddow from her from her show last night still crying because her conspiracy of the last two years, the the CNN conspiracy for the last two years, the MSNBC entirely conspiracy from the last two years, the New York Times, the Washington Post, um, you know, you can look at all these platforms. Their conspiracy was destroyed last night. And so they had to find a way to pivot. They had to find a way to change this. And Nadler was one of the first ones to come out there and, and to, to start making a change. So House Judiciary Committee Chairman uh, Gerald Nadler from New York said Sunday that his committee will call Attorney General William Barr to testify over the very concerning discrepancies and final decision-making at the Justice Department over special counsel Robert Mueller's report. We have to get, we have to get Robert Barr in here. He's got to testify on, on all this information. But the problem is, is that um, this is just grandstanding again. This is just him standing there going, I got to stamp my feet. I'm going to pound my fist on the table. I have to do something because I didn't get my way. And what's going to happen is, is if we see William Barr go in there, William Barr will talk about some of the things. If, if the report is uh, released from the confidential side of things, so from the issues with the grand jury and, uh, and confidential information such as informants and such as spies and everything else, if those things have already been scrubbed and everything else is released, all he's going to do is go in and go, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. Uh, Fifth Amendment, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. So this is just another one of those grandstands. 
Adam Schiff, however, shifty eyes, Mr. Schiff, uh, he's taking it a different route. Let's not go to the middleman. Let's not go towards William Barr. But instead, we're willing to subpoena. We're willing to subpoena Robert Mueller, the same Robert Mueller that throughout the last two years, Adam Schiff said he must be protected. His his investigation must be uh, immune to to the public and to everything else because he's running an integritist investigation and and that investigation is of utmost concern for this country for national security and for everything else but as soon as adam schiff saw that this was not going the way he wanted (coughs) pardon me as soon as he saw that this was not going the way that he wanted it to then suddenly robert mueller was the enemy can you imagine how how it would feel to be this deranged that as soon as somebody goes you protect them all throughout their 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 life of of their short career within this as special investigator. You protect them. You protect them. You protect them. And then, as soon as you find out that it didn't go the way you wanted it to, no, oh, he's the enemy. He's the enemy of the people. He's been he's been subverted. He's been paid off. He's been taken over by those darn Ruskies. Those Russians are taking over, and they're they're taking. They've, they've got the special investigator now, and Trump's getting exonerated because of Russia. They don't have anything behind them. They don't have any evidence. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of people opening up the cases about this where we've seen elected members, uh, elected officials lying to the public and saying, hey, look, now that you've lied and you said, look, there's a lot of evidence there and you said we couldn't talk about it, is was it true? Were you just pushing a narrative? Were you just in, was the media paying you off? Were you paying off the media? How did this uh, how did this conspiracy theory not only get built up in such a way, but also be pushed and promulgated by the mainstream media? There's a there's a serious issue there, and that's one that needs to needs to seriously be handled um, because. If we're going to have the fourth branch of government, that being the the media, uh, there needs to be accountability there. And and I, I I am not of the ilk. I am not of the of the side that thinks that we should make the mainstream media an actual effect uh, elected uh, thing where we can hold them accountable with votes. But um, you know, it, it, we should be holding them accountable with our dollars votes. And that means that sometimes you're going to have to get rid of your uh, you're going to have to get rid of your TV, your satellite, your cable, and all that. Move to something where you can decide on. Hey, I don't. I don't want to fund CNN. CNN's got really low numbers. They they're they're fake news. They are the enemy of the people. I'm going to put that out there. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, the whole lot of them, enemy of the people because they'd rather push their narrative than rather push the truth. 100% enemy of the people. So we we we've got to make these changes. Move to the alternative media sources. Move to the people that want to bring you the truth and talk about the truth, and and not push this this not push conspiracies all over you. Um, eventually, the people got to stand up for this. Uh, it, it's oh. let me see here. We had so you had a lot of good articles being written about this. Some of these, right? So this was from uh, Cheryl Atkinson, uh, opinion contributor at the Hill. She writes, uh, "Apologies to President Trump." Fantastic, right? Comes out and says, "All right, I was on the wrong side of the history. I need apologies. I need to give apologies." 
With the conclusion of the special counsel, Robert Mueller's probe, now known to a significant degree, it seems apologies are in order. However, judging by recent past, apologies are not likely forthcoming from the responsible parties. Absolutely true. Should the media come out and apologize? Yes. Or what are they doing? They're doubling down. Um, when we when we see Brian Stelter, when we see uh, Cuomo, when we see Rachel Maddow, when we see all these people that have been pushing this this narrative, they're doubling down. They're finding ways to grab onto something, grab onto that straw, and just hold on for dear life and start sucking. They won't give the apology. They won't care about the objectivity. Um, this is why the media is is a failure. Yes. Uh, in, the, in this context, it matters not whether it is one supporter or a critic of Donald Trump, whether his supposed flaws, the rampant accusations and speculation that shroud Trump's presidencies, even before it began, ultimately have proven unfounded, just as Trump said all along. Yet each time Trump said so, some of us in the media lampooned him. We treated his words as he spoke his in his own defense, as if they were automatically to be disbelieved because he had uttered them. It's uh, it's that it's that uh, the thing that we were talking about when Kavanaugh was being uh, being nominated, right? Ooh, the person who's being accused of something said that they didn't do something. Obviously, they're lying. Well, what are they supposed to say? Some even declared his words to be lies, although they had no evidence to back up their claims. Yes, we've seen this derangement. We've seen this derangement on both sides. It, it's there. It's palpable. Uh, we in the media allowed unproven charges and false accusations to dominate the new landscape for more than two years in a way that was wildly unbalanced and, and disproportionate to the evidence. So she continues on. It's a, it's a quite a bit, but at the end, she apologizes for the atrocities that were committed. It's amazing. It's, it's, it should be encouraged anytime and every time that there's a little bit of self-reflection on saying, look, at the end of the day, I was entirely wrong. I will work to be better. Right? This was something we saw with the Covington Catholics. This was something we saw when it came to uh, Jesse Smollett. And we'll, we'll get back to Jesse Smollett here in a little bit, but this needed to be there. Mm. There was one of these articles, and, and I want to make sure. There's one of these hills. Oh, no, I'm so sorry, guys. Nope. All right. I can't find that article. I had an article and it was, it was truly amazing because the first paragraph in this article, they were like, well, I mean, possibly being exonerated and, uh, we should, uh, you know, just dragging their feet on this. Um, so here is, here's from, here's from Huffington Post. Trump wasn't totally exonerated by Mueller, no matter what he and his allies claim. Attorney General Barr made it clear that while Mueller's report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it does not exonerate him. See, this was exactly what I was talking about when I was reading the letter. They're willing to grab onto that one little snippet, right? Cherry pick that one little statement and go, this fills up everything. Not exonerated. Nah, it's okay. Um, and and so this this continues on the partisan divide, right? This is a huge fundamental issue for going forward, right? Because if you just say we're entirely exonerated, then that's not entirely honest. If you say you weren't exonerated, that's not entirely honest either. Um, (laughs) 
here's here's something that's disgusting that's also coming from this. This is also is coming from the Hill. I, I, it's just happened to be random that we got a lot of things from the Hill today. Uh, Trump, camp, Trump campaign asked TV producers to challenge past guests who said there was evidence of collusion. That's no, there's, there's no problem with that. But uh, getting into this a little bit further, it's, it, it, it is a little more grotesque. Uh, the Trump campaign on Monday called on various TV producers to challenge their guests outlandish and false accusations about alleged collusion between Trump's associates and Russia now has a claim in, to be proven to be false. Now that the claim has been proven to be false, no problem with that. But Tim Murtaugh, the director of communications for Trump campaign, made the request in an email just after, uh, just the day after uh, Attorney General William Barr said that the special counsel investigation did not uncover evidence, did not uncover evidence. So this was actually the statement. Perfect. Uh, did not uncover evidence to conclude the Trump campaign conspired with the Russian government. When you say that they were unable to uncover evidence, what you are saying is that there's evidence out there that's covered up. There's evidence out there that's covered up. And it just needs to be uncovered. And so the special investigation was incapable of uncovering this. And so, uh, you know, it's still out there in the ether, guys. Keep searching, keep digging, keep hoping. Um, But, you know, those 60 people... That investigated 500 people, that did 2,800 warrants, they didn't dig deep enough. They didn't dig hard enough. They didn't put enough heart into this. They didn't put their blood, sweat, and tears into this. And therefore, you still got to keep searching, boys and girls, because it's out there. Get it. Get it. Matt Ryan again, no notification, half the comments are showing. Oh, no, I am so sorry about that, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, though, if you look up on the top left, we have those comments popping up. Those are not just from from you on Facebook World, but also from Periscope. And uh, if we get any friends from the YouTube land, um, they will also be commenting all in there. And so that's that's one thing you get here on this show. Because um, since I don't have, like, a co-host, I don't have a guest, um, I'm not I'm – not, I give you guys yourselves to entertain yourselves, you know. Um, but so the Trump campaign has confirmed this email. And and so what this is, is to say that, look, hey, these people said some false things. They, they pushed some allegations. And uh, so... Moving forward, we ask that you employ basic journalistic standards when booking such guests as to appear anywhere in your universe productions, and you should begin by asking the basic questions. So this guest warrant further appearances in our programming given the outrageous unsupported claims made in the past. So there's some guidance that's being pressed from the President of the United States through his administration, through his people, um, to the media platforms to say, look, you know, you guys aren't really doing your job. And uh, we're going to need you to start doing your job a little bit better. Uh, why don't you start asking your guests, uh, make sure that they're up to snuff, make sure that they're they're good people. It's not up to the government, right? I want these media platforms to hold these standards. I want them to do what they're asking, but I don't want the government doing that. That's not, that's not the role of government. The government is not there to control businesses, even when it's something as vital as the First Amendment. Um, with that being the free press, it's, it's not that important. It's not, it's not there to the, to the level that the government needs to get involved with this. 
Murdo adds, if these guests do reappear, you should replay the prior statements and challenge them to provide the evidence which prompted them to make the wild claims in the first place. So now it is incumbent upon, or they're, they're pushing this. They're, they're continuing to push this. Not in the best interest of the government. Small limited government lets it go. You say what you want to say. We're going to keep being truthful. We're going to keep being honest. President Trump should be going out there finding alternative media sources and saying, look, these guys are out here. They're they're providing the truth and and help encourage better, right? While they have the authority and the powers to control uh, which journalists are coming in. My face is getting messed up because I have to sneeze. It's coming. But um, while they have that control and that capacity to basically regulate because of the small limited size of the press pool, um, he should be going out and trying to find better journalistic people, better better uh, organizations. Affect it in the way that you can and not stretch out to try to find other ways. Don't don't be creative when you try to control these, but instead just go with the better better decision. And don't just pick things just because, oh, these side these guys like me, and so I'm gonna bring them in. Get the most objective. Don't don't get the ones that are obviously Jim Acosta wouldn't be making this. Um, I, Tigers, I will be getting some guests. We, we will be getting some guests coming on. Um, I've got some guests already lined up to come up in the future. That will be, that will be a thing. Now that we have a new platform or a new computer, uh, that, that is definitely on the way. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for that part. Um, while we're talking about exciting things, I want to talk to you guys about MAGA. What does MAGA mean? Michael Avenetti got arrested again. I'm sorry if you thought that was Make America Great Again. No, no, no. Michael Avenatti got arrested. Michael Avenatti, the lawyer for Stormy Daniels, got hit. And that article went down. Mm. Michael Avenatti. All right. Michael Avenatti got arrested today um, because he basically he's trying to play government. He wants to play government, and and the way that he's trying to play government is he's trying to extort from Nike on this specific one. Um, he went in and basically told Nike, "Hey, I've got this, I've got this client of mine, and you're going to need to slide him a couple hundred or a couple more million. You're going to need to slide some more money our way." Um, on t- March 25th, New York federal prosecutors charged Avenatti with attempting to extort more than $20 million from Nike, alleging he tried to get the money by threatening to use his ability to garner publicity to inflict substantial financial and reputational harm on the company if his demands were not met. He's playing the government to the T. Uh, you don't do this? I'm going I'm to hurt you where your income is. And so Michael Avenatti... Going to jail, or getting getting arrested at least, um, and will be prosecuted for this. Good day for justice, I guess, right? Because extorting is certainly something that is uh, not something that's favorable. Since then, Stormy Daniels has already, oh, well, Stormy Daniels has already left him earlier this month um, because she was like, "Look, this guy's a, a scumbag. He's got no integrity. He's not a good person." And so she finally left him. You know that if Stormy Daniels is saying no more with you, then uh, you're you're the bottom of the scum 
scum buckets. You know what I'm saying? You're at the very, very bottom. Your character is so small and insignificant. And uh, it gets even better than that. Because he had a co-conspirator. He had a co-conspirator. He had a guy helping him out with this. And this name may be familiar to you and it may not be. Because he didn't get quite the publicity that Michael Avenatti got. Mark Garagos. Mark Garagos. Who's Mark Garagos? Mark Garagos was Jesse Smollett's lawyer. Uh, he was the guy that came out and said, look, he, my client was beaten. There was two people ex loudly exclaiming, this is MAGA country. This was a hate crime. Um, Troy, you missed out on the entire conversation. Recommend going back. You were wrong. It's okay. Um, <clears throat> I did read the quote. In fact, uh, but so so Mark Garagos was involved with this um, after supporting Jussie Smollett, getting the giant egg on Jussie Smollett's face facing, I believe it was 12, 12 or 14 uh, felony charges for lying. The expectation still is that he's only going to get three to six months in jail if at most, he might just get probation. Um, I'm still a firm believer in no jail time, not even probation. Make him pay for every cent of the of the government's uh, used to investigate. Um, maybe tack on another 5% to pay for hardships that may have been done. Um, and and then let him let it fade off into the distance. Um, but the co-conspirator in this case, right, Mark, Two people familiar with the or uh, the co-conspirator in the matter is attorney Mark Garagos. Two two people familiar with the matter said, according to the complaint filed in New York, Mr. Avenatti and Mr. Garagos, the alleged co-conspirator, met with lawyers for Nike in New York on March 19th and threatened to release damaging information unless the company agreed to pay two lawyers millions of dollars and another 1.5 million to the client Avenatti claimed to represent. On CNN, Garagos is listed as a legal analyst for CNN. Not no more. CNN has already taken him off and said, "Look, he's not gonna, he's not gonna come on here anymore." It's a good thing that they're at least wiping off some of their their uh, their scum from their from their people or from their from their lineup. Um, it would be nice if they actually cared about the integrity of all their people and maybe held an actual standard. Maybe they would actually have viewers and, and wouldn't get beat out by PBS and stuff like that. But you know, to each their own, if you want to have a crappy company, you run a crappy company. You don't want to learn from the people. You don't learn from the people and that's okay. It's all up to you. Um, so I want to I want to give a point real quick again to Troy. Once the full report is sent to Congress, I'll let it go. But until then, he's not exonerated. So this was exactly what I was telling you guys about. Lefties are just going to grab onto that one little snippet, and they're going to say, "Look, he's not exonerated because it says while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him." This is with regards to the obstruction of justice. When it comes to the actual interference, the Russian interference, the collusion, to quote the report. The investigation did not establish that the members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in selection interferences activities. Exonerated. Thank you. Um, Troy, I would recommend just going out there and spend a little bit of time and, and reading it. Crappy Company? Yeah, CNN. Uh, Communist News Networks, if you will. 
I mean, there's there's plenty of good names out there for it. Um, but it's it's looking at that uh, the the Avenatti case. We see some members. I believe there was a journalist. Uh, one of the one of the journalists for CNN actually came out and said it's Trump's fault that Avenatti's got so much publicity. If it's Trump's fault that Avenatti's got so much publicity, was it Trump that was sitting there and blasting off Avenatti and Stormy Daniels for 24 hours a day, seven days a week for a little while? Was that was that Trump? No, no, no. That was you at CNN. That was you at MSNBC. That was you at the mainstream medias. Uh, I wouldn't. I would not give credit where credit's not due. I know this is a struggle, especially in 2019, to give credit where credit's due, but it's it's something that's lost. And I hope that as a society, as a community, as a culture, as a as a country, we can come together and we can go, all right, let's hold people accountable. Instead of just saying, look, it's just the party. Instead of saying it's just this individual. Um, or not this individual, but it's this party, it's this team, it's this collective. Let's go. It's this individual. Let's actually point those things out. And so we can say, look, it was CNN. It was MSNBC. These were the people that were making it, making the conversation all about Avenatti and and Stormy Daniels. Maybe, just maybe you guys can, can take a little bit of focus on that. Maybe, just maybe you guys could take a little bit of responsibility. But I digress. It's not going to happen. Mm. So, uh, I got to go into something that's a little bit darker, a little bit more uh, grotesque, if you will. This has been something that, that's affected me personally um, because of just how grotesque this is. Um, over the weekend, it seemed like a lot of people were coming out of the woodwork to defend pedophilia, to defend uh, grown adults having sexual intercourse and sexual relationships with children, with people that were prepubescent. Um, and one of the instigating events of this was there was an actual individual who is a, from what I can find out, is a non-political anarchist, somebody that is not in line and, and self-described as anarchist. Um, obviously, I would call them a libertine, um, somebody that has no moral responsibility, especially with sexual acts. Um, this individual came out and posted a live stream video of him and his six-year-old daughter. Him and his six-year-old daughter, he's trying to have a, a serious conversation with his daughter about the sexual acts in which they've performed in the past and her basically not consenting to continue on with this. Um, Apple is going to be turning Skynet, possibly. Um, and, and this rightfully got a lot of people outraged. I was upset. My stomach was turning. Um, there's many people across the political spectrum that came out and really to denounce this. Um, a lot of good came from this because we not only managed to, to turn this individual into the authorities where he was arrested and should be held for a long, long period of time, um, but also the daughter is also now with the mother and is safe. Um, money was raised for the daughter to help provide and, and to help nurture. And uh, if you guys are interested in that, 
Um, I did share it out. There's plenty of people sharing it out, but you guys can find me on Facebook, my own personal uh, Facebook, uh, Jason, or facebook.com slash jason.lion.92. I don't know where the 92 came from, but it's there. You guys find me on there. I will I will get you in touch with that uh, with that donation so that you guys can help provide for the for the daughter if you'd like. Uh, but this this brought out a lot of people out of the woodworks. This brought a lot of people out to to, to um, racist. What are you talking about? So this brought a lot of people out to come out and say, "Look, pedophilia is not bad." And and one hundred percent, absolutely no. Um, Pedophilia is wrong. I don't care how much of an intellectual you try to become and say, look, there's some children out there that may be able to consent before they're 18. No, because whenever you have a child, especially a six-year-old in this instance, and you have a situation where the father has groomed, has groomed the child to accept sexual conduct and sexual acts between the two and to believe that that is consent is, is completely illogical is, is completely out of left field and is disgusting and 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 um and honestly I'll, I'll just be honest i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest this is where a libertarian a libertarian will be more detrimental to that individual than any state is than any government is because i don't want to just see this guy suffer I don't want to see this, just this guy be wiped off the face of the earth, but I want him to beg for it. Because if you're going to do that to a six-year-old, if you're doing this to a six-year-old, then I there's nothing there for me. There's nothing there for me to feel even an inkling of, of remorse for the atrocities that should come your way. And, ugh. And, and, and we actually, so there's a bunch of people, there are a bunch of people that came out and we went through and we were, we were pushing conversations. I've got screenshots on my phone of people that were coming out and defending this. Um, and, and so I want you guys to know that there are people out there that will openly defend this. And so it's important that we have conversations about something disgusting as this, because we want to be able to, have, <clears throat> because we want to know who these disgusting people are. We, uh, loving every man, uh, every man to go back to the beginning, go watch it and you'll, you'll, you'll be able to catch it out. Um, but when it when it comes to this, my platform on freedom of speech absolute is because I want them to be able to have a platform to say what they want to say so that I know exactly who they are. Uh, Barr did say that Trump was exonerated when it came to the collusion. He did not say he was he was exonerated when it came to the obstruction of justice. You should probably go read that. Um, so... My platform, my views on freedom of speech is to understand, to be able to identify and to be able to hand, to be able to, to, as a society, be able to handle these individuals that are so sick, twisted and manipulated and demented and deranged and, and just excrable people. I want them to come out. I want them to come out so that we know who they are and who they can or how to identify them. You'll see people that will take a an actual logical stance and that is that pedophilia is actually a a mental disorder 
It is something where somebody is attracted to small young children. Absolutely, right? For being somebody with just a mentality, there's there's obviously you have to be concerned, you have to watch, but that is not a crime in itself. Completely agree. But the moment that you have have taken that ideology and you've actually imposed on somebody's life, whether you think that they gave consent or not, um, since um, <clears throat> since um, since you think that they gave you consent and you commit that act and you infringe upon somebody else's life, somebody else's liberty, somebody else's body, when they're incapable of providing you with consent, best believe the libertarians out there in the world want to be a hell of a lot harder on you than the justice system ever will be. And, and, and so I wanted to make sure that I made this a big point because this has been a big point of, of, of a lot of people. And I've seen some ex libertarians, some people that were, were recently pushed out of the libertarian party, um, down here in South Carolina because of their big government views and because they didn't actually align with the government with the libertarian party, but they just wanted to, to have a platform and where they can speak that would say that this is a libertarian thing where libertarians are just pedophile supporters. The pedophiles are not in one party or another. And there are people out there that believe that they can align with the libertarian party, shrink the government, and reduce the government in order to fulfill their own lawlessness. And in order to commit atrocities against other people and believe that they're going to live in a better world. And I think that it is important that we talk about that. Because while they believe that they're going to get off in a better way... Best believe when you don't have a judicial system and if we get to an anarchist society, right, if we go to the extreme, we have an anarchist society, that person will be hanging from their toes, hanging from the ceiling, and and blood will be dripping all throughout them. They will not be living another day the moment that that comes out and is proven. But why wouldn't he obstruct justice if he didn't collude? Makes no sense. Congress needs that report. So the problem is that if there was, if he was innocent, and that's what was proven, um, how could he obstruct? So you just got to flip that question around. If he if he didn't commit a crime, then how would he obstruct from the justice? Him wanting to defend his good name, his honor, right? would be a justification in order to take some actions. And with James Comey, James Comey has been proven, proven with evidence to be a a dirty player. Um, And we should hope that there's an investigation that gets opened up on James Comey and, and really get to the bottom of the atrocities that's been around with the Trump Russia collusion story with the FBI, with the CIA, with the intelligence agencies and with everybody, right? We need to actually get that one opened up. I would love to see a report or an investigation done on those. I don't think it would take 22 months. I don't think it would take a little over two years like what we did for the Robert Mueller investigation. Um, but I'm sure we could find some pretty, pretty devastating stuff pretty quickly. Um, I want to transition from the atrocities that is the disgusting people that support, defend, apologize for uh, for pedophiles, for rapists, for child molesters, and for everything else, um, transition on to the GOP-controlled Senate committee is going to be holding a hearing tomorrow morning or tomorrow during the day. And they're going to be talking about gun control. They're going to be talking about ERPOs. They're going to be talking about red flag laws. So not only tonight at midnight will you become a felon and can face up to 10 years if you still own and have 
one of your bump stocks. So if you didn't lose it in your boating accident, not only will you become a felon tonight, but tomorrow, tomorrow, Lindsey Graham himself, my senator, my one of my senators, the, the one that really needs to get removed in 2020, will hopefully have that happen, um, said that the hearing will likely focus on red flag laws, which gives authorities increased ability to confiscate guns from individuals deemed dangerous by a court. He said he did not believe witnesses for the hearing have been yet selected. Um, there's a really good witness that I wish that they could have pulled up. And I want to make sure I get this individual's name. Correct. Um, it was Willis, was it not? So in Maryland, we had Gary Willis. So Gary Willis, back in Maryland, in Ferndale, Maryland... He actually had one of these red flag laws coming out after him. So the court system, without ever ever allowing him to due process and allowing him to uh, to stand in front of a judge and to, to face his accusers, had his red the red flag laws or the uh, ERPO placed against him. The police officer showed up to his house early one morning, decided to say. Hey, give us your guns. He refused to give up his guns and as a result was killed by police officers. This is what red flag laws do. They put a police officer in danger by coming to take away the rights and liberties of people without due process. While they say that this is going to allow due process, they are not actually going to allow the due process. Are you going to allow somebody that you find unsafe, that you find mentally unstable? Are you going to say, hey, next week you got to come into court and then we're going to talk about taking your guns? No, because once you, once you allow that time, that person may flee. That person may commit an atrocity. Oh, no, we can't do that. So we'll just show up early one morning, take your guns, and then say, you can go have your due process later. This is the exact quote. This is the exact quote that President Trump said after the, um, what was it, Stonington? No, the, the Florida shooting. Right, will take their guns and worry about due process later. These that quote is becoming legislation with the red flag laws. We'll take their guns and worry about due process later. So we don't worry about the Second Amendment because yeah, your right to keep bare arms can be infringed. We'll take them away. We're not going to worry about that Fourth Amendment, that Fifth Amendment. You don't need them. We'll take those away. So people's rights are going to be stripped away, and this is all coming from a GOP, a Republican-led Senate. This isn't coming from the House that's led by, by Democrats. This is coming from Republicans. And is this another one of those, well, we have to do that to protect the Second Amendment? We have to violate the Second Amendment in order to protect the Second Amendment? We have to give up different accessories or different parts or different guns in order to protect the Second Amendment, it doesn't sound like you're protecting it when you're stripping it away. It doesn't sound like you're there to actually provide the people with the protections in which you've campaigned on, that you're going to be a strong, staunch defender of the Second Amendment, that you're going to stand strong and make sure that no one takes away our guns and takes away our rights and our liberties without due process, but then in turn come through and push legislation that will do just exactly the opposite. 
This is disgusting. This needs to be handled by actually putting in members of Congress, whether it's the House or the Senate, that actually care about the rights and liberties of the people, that care about the freedoms, that actually want to make sure that America functions in a way that people are able to defend their life, their liberty, and their pursuit of happiness. Because we don't need to move towards New Zealand. We don't need to move towards the UK. We don't need to move towards Australia. There's no reason to buy back. There's no reason to sell out. And there's no reason why any Republican who's going to be moving towards removing the Second Amendment or violating the Second Amendment, and more specifically, just the natural gun rights that every everybody has bestowed upon them by their creator, there's no reason to have legislators like that. The Republican Party is just as just as destructive to the rights of the people as the Democratic Party is. And this right here is that example. Uh, be careful, dude. Mago will call you fake news for saying something bad about Trump. Well, I mean, at least I'm objective about it, Troy. And so they can they can dislike what I say all, all that they want to, but I'm at least objective about it. And that that is enough in order to, to have... A, a strong standing on. I don't have to come out and apologize for being wrong or for for waiting for the second vindication of what I should have apologized for being wrong on the first time. I wasn't wrong on the Covington kids. I know that you were in here in this channel. Um, I wasn't wrong with the Jesse Smollett. I wait for evidence to come out and I use the evidence. And so I know that there are MAGA people out there. There are people that are, are Trumpians that don't like it when I talk bad about Trump and and you you take it or leave it. it. It doesn't change. I am who I am, and I will continue to always be myself, fighting for the truth, fighting for the liberty, and fighting for the people. Um, with that, guys, I've got to get off of here. Uh, I my my pain or my back is is destroyed me. Um, I will take over the couple stories that I have left for tonight. I'll bring those onto the Friday show. Uh, but I will see you guys Friday night, seven p.m. You guys also got to make sure that you guys are tuning in. So Tuesday, there's a special going on with Spike and Matt, I believe. Um, Matt's in here. So Matt, I believe that is with the both of you, maybe, question mark. Uh, but for Wednesday night, uh, My Fellow Americans is, is being postponed for another week. I know that uh, Spike, I don't know what's going on with Spike, but Matt's got his guest coming on on Thursday. So tune in on Thursday night for sure. Uh, Matt's always got a great guest. Last week was uh, Sherry Voluntary, fantastic lady, speaking the truth about the uh, reasons why we need to, to grow liberty in this country and, and to, to move towards a smaller government. And then, of course, Friday night, we'll finish off the week with me again. So I want to thank you guys for coming in. Appreciate you all. I am excited to see uh, how the news unfolds, and I will see you guys Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. I am Mr. Murka, the Beard of Truth, Jason Lyon. Have a great night, and I'll see you then.